listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, coming at you from the great state of Minnesota. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. I feel like I've said this I've said this so many times but legitimately thank you for allowing me to have a voice in your life and uh, just thank you for all the encouragement. Um I posted episode 289 and uh, it was the first time I posted an episode in several months and instantly I got several uh tweets and emails and messages from people uh, just with with incredible encouragement. Uh, I mean the the listener base uh, for this podcast is just a bunch of stellar people. And so thank you so much to all of you that reach out to me and, and many of you congratulating me on my um, upcoming nuptials. So just thank you so much. I, I am uh, just a, I'm a big fan of you. I'm, I'm probably a bigger fan of you than you are of me. I just, I mean that wholeheartedly. Uh, I'm going to dive into some content or I'm going to talk about the pandemic that we uh, that we are currently facing, um, the global pandemic with the novel coronavirus, COVID-19. I talked about, th- about this in, in episode 289. Uh, if you have not listened to episode 289, I encourage you to go back and do that. I gave some personal updates in that episode. Um, I also talked about um, two people that I personally know that have died from this disease, one of them being a pastor friend of mine um, in upstate New York, as well as my grandmother, uh, my grandmother, who was in her late 80s and already in poor, he- in poor health, um, contracted COVID-19 and passed away a few weeks ago. Um, and uh, several of you reached out to me saying, hey, sorry to hear about that and praying for you and your family. So just want to say thank you to all of you for your prayers and your encouragement. Um, also in episode 289, I talked about the idea that we, these are not uncertain times. If you are a Christian, you are not facing uncertainty because we know the end of the story, right? Jesus comes back. He reconciles all things unto himself. He sets up his kingdom and he reigns forever and ever. And we are with him, enjoying him forever. Ever, right? The end of the story is clear to us as Christians. We know the final chapter. And the fact that we know the end of the story doesn't undo the pain that we, we face. Like we face very difficult moments in this life, most certainly. That, that is very true. However, in the midst of pain, we can take great comfort knowing that Christ will redeem all things and that we will be with him forever and ever. Right. So so for the Christian. There's no such thing as uncertain times. And that's what I talked about in episode 289. In this episode, um, I want to hone in on one particular thing related to the coronavirus pandemic that I want to address. Um, It's not directly related to the virus or the the, the implications of the virus. Um, This is really more talking about some of the behaviors that I've seen from Christians on social media, um, which I do believe... Uh, is informed or influenced by our theology. Right? If, if we have a certain theology, if we claim to believe that God is sovereign, we believe God's in control, we believe that God is providential, if we believe that Jesus is indeed going to come back and reconcile all things, if we actually believe that to be true, then it should inform how we live our lives, how we interact with people, and how we engage with people, right? If we actually believe those things to be true, it should play out in our lives. And if we believe as Christians that we have a hope that non-believers don't have, I'm a Christian, I have this great hope. I never face uncertainties in this life because I have Christ. And even in the midst of pain and turmoil, 
I know the end of the story. But if you're not a Christian, you don't have that same hope. You don't have that same peace. You don't have what I have. If I believe that to be true, and Christians hear me, if you believe that there are people in the world that do not have the same hope you do, that should impact how you interact with people, right? If you have a hope in Christ, you should interact with people in a way that is trying to, to introduce them to the hope that you have. You should make the hope that you have in Christ look compelling. You should, you should try to make Jesus look good and represent him well and show him off well so that the hope you have will now be attractive and appealing to those that don't have a hope. For this reason, we must be extremely careful how we engage with people, in particular on social media. I have seen a lot of wacky stuff being posted on Facebook and Twitter from a lot of friends of mine that are Christians. Now, I'd like to believe that my audience is smarter than this. And I, I really believe that that's probably the case. I, I get the sense from my interactions with the audience of this show, uh, both you know by email and on social media, that the majority of you probably don't fall in this category. However, this audience is large enough that there are probably at least a few people that maybe are posting in a way that is not helpful. And so for you, I want to I want to encourage you, I want to challenge you to maybe rethink your approach on social media. For everyone else, for those of you maybe who are you're, you're not posting things in a way that is it makes you look foolish, for, for those people, for most of you, you may not be doing this, but my guess is that you probably you probably know someone that's been doing this. And my encouragement to you, my challenge and exhortation to you would be, don't be afraid to rebuke your friends. Don't be afraid to confront them when they are doing something that potentially discredits them or the gospel. If someone is doing something, they're posting things or engaging on social media in a way that potentially misrepresents Jesus, it would be appropriate for you to call them out on that. Now, you want to be kind and gentle and diplomatic. Maybe you send them a direct message. Maybe you send them a text message. Maybe you call them, right? Maybe you just reach out to your friend and say, hey, I saw you posted this thing. Can I talk to you about this? All right, or you, or just ask questions, right? If someone is just posting things that you know potentially misrepresents Jesus or makes them look silly in some ways, don't stand by idly. You cannot stand idly by. Boldly and clearly tell them that you think this potentially calls into question their credibility or potentially misrepresents the gospel. If someone is posting things on social media that let's say are... Let's say it's it's fake news, right? That's the popular term these days. Or a lot of conspiracy theory type stuff, which a lot of Christians are posting right now. It potentially discredits the gospel because it makes that person look bad. Like that person posting those things, the people in their newsfeed will look at that post and say, that person's a dope and they must not have good judgment. And what begins to happen is the people who see those things on social media, they begin to question that person's judgment, and then they take it a step further, and they begin to question all the decisions, values, and beliefs of that person. So someone posts something that makes them look foolish, people see it, and those people that have seen it, they begin to say to themselves, well, anything that person says must not be true, must be foolish. Can I trust anything they say? 
Well, they believe in Jesus. They believe Jesus rose from the dead. They believe the Bible is accurate. Can I really trust that? I mean, if they're willing to post this, can I trust anything they have to say? Or think about the person who disagrees with you, has a very different ideology than you, and you continually post stuff. They may never respond to you, but they're not going to feel comfortable ever coming to you in a time of need or being honest with you. It potentially, not definitely, but potentially jeopardizes your ability to have heart-to-heart conversations with that person. Let me tell you about an interaction I saw recently. There's a guy I know, an older man who's a Christian, and I saw a Facebook comment from him that he posted on someone else's thread. Um, There was another guy, I'm not Facebook friends with that other person, um, but I saw my friend's comment back to him and I was able to look through the the entire thread. Uh, the original guy who posted this thing is clearly not a Christian, clearly has a very different philosophy and ideology than my friend who's a Christian, clearly a, a different worldview. And that guy was posting all sorts of wild stuff. Uh, he was being very inflammatory, very condescending. He was complaining about a particular news outlet. It's clear this guy has is really being motivated and affected by fear in the midst of this pandemic. And then my Christian friend responds back to him defending the news outlet. So get this picture. There's a non-Christian person who is experiencing fear and anxiety in the midst of this pandemic. And this non-Christian person, this, this non-believing person, is angry at a particular news outlet, a news channel, because he feels like they are contributing to some problems. And my Christian friend then responds with a fierce, very passionate comment back defending that news outlet. I thought to myself, if I'm that person who's not a Christian and I don't trust that news outlet, and now this Christian is now defending that news outlet, it doesn't it doesn't help the situation at all. All of the frustration and anger that that unchristian that that non-believing person has towards that news outlet instantly now gets transferred and imputed to the Christian who felt the need to comment and defend the news outlet. I, I paused for a second and I thought to myself, does my friend who's a Christian, does he realize that right now he seems like he's more passionate about defending this news outlet than he is about anything else? If I didn't know better, I would think he was a disciple of this news channel not a disciple of Jesus. There's so many things he could have said in that moment. There's so many things he could have done. Maybe he could have just ignored the comment and kept scrolling. Maybe he could have given an encouraging word there. Maybe he could have reached out to his friend directly by private message. There's so many things he could have said and done. Even if he if he has a relationship with his friend and he feels the need to maybe rebuke his friend or push back on him, he could have done it in a way that's diplomatic and gentle that represents the gospel well. And I have seen this so many times over and over and over again with so many of my Christian friends on Facebook and Twitter. So many times where people have made comments and I'm sitting back and thinking to myself, do you not realize you have now uh, caused this person to question you, your judgment, and potentially you've misrepresented the gospel? Think about a person who's not a Christian and maybe has a drastically different political philosophy or political ideology than you. That person won't trust you. So when when there are moments where you potentially could speak into their life, they may give you the stiff arm. They may not want you in their life because they don't trust you or they think that you potentially will be a source of hostility. They may never say anything to you. They They may never post on social media, but I have had dozens 
friends, I'm telling you, dozens of conversations with people that have said, this is the reason why I would never listen to that person. And I've heard people say, I don't want to listen to anyone that believes what that person believes. Now, I know some of you may be thinking, Kenny, they're going to question what we believe no matter what. They're going to judge us no matter what we do. That is true. I agree with you. Yes. But let's not give them extra fodder to work with. Let's not make it easier on them, right? They are going to judge us in many cases unfairly. In many cases, they're going to judge us wrongly because sinners want to continue to sin. Yes, that is true. However, that's not an excuse for us to not be sensible and sober-minded in how we engage in social media and how we choose what we're going to post and what we're not going to post. The, the, the idea that someone else may unfairly judge you is not an excuse for some person to then say, hey, they're going to judge me wrongly anyway. What the heck? I'm just going to post whatever I want. No, that's that's silly. Okay, we want to we wanna be rooted in truth. We don't want to be motivated by uh, nefarious political agendas. We don't want to allow ourselves to be manipulated by media members that may have nefarious political agendas. We don't want to be rooted in fear-mongering or hysteria. We don't want our decisions to be informed by anxiety or a love of politics, right? We want all of our decisions to be rooted in truth and wisdom. We want truth and wisdom to govern how we engage on social media. I think this is a lesson for all of us in every situation we find ourselves in, right? In every season of life, this is important. For all the days of your life, even without a pandemic, this is an important lesson for all of us to know and embrace, myself included. People are looking for sources of of compassion and comfort. People are looking for good information. People are wondering, who can I look to? Who can I trust that will give me good wisdom? And if they see you on social media posting stuff that calls them to question your judgment, they're going to go, well, that's not the person I want to look to. Friends, what a tragedy would be that in a moment like this, rather than shining the love of Jesus, rather than shining the compassion of Jesus, rather than shining to people that we have the potential to be the source of comfort, not us personally, but we can give them the source. We can point them to the source, Jesus. What a tragedy it would be in a moment like this that instead we would choose to engage with people on social media in such a way that would have the exact opposite effect. Christians, this is our time to shine. This is our time to shout the love and compassion of Jesus. Please, let's be sensible. Let's be sober-minded. Let's be kind. Let's be gentle. Let's be diplomatic. If someone showed up on my social media feed, on my social media page, whatever it may be, is it obvious to them that I am a person of compassion or that I am a person of anger, angry at certain peoples, XYZ politician or XYZ media outlet or whatever, right? Is it more obvious to people that you're angry about the pandemic or that you're compassionate toward people in the midst of a pandemic? Are you a source of, of riling people up? Are you a source of peace, and wisdom. Friends, I encourage you, I implore you, be a person of compassion. May that be obvious to people. I think that's important in the moment in which we are in. Be careful that you're not spreading fake news. Be careful that you're not spreading articles that can be debunked in a matter of just a few, you know, a few seconds by one simple Google search, right? Don't be the toxic person on social media. 
And don't let your friends be the toxic person on social media either. Remember those old billboards, friends don't let friends drive drunk? Well, my billboard today is friends don't let friends be toxic on social media. Be careful that you don't allow yourself to, to do things that would cause other people to call into question your ability to be a person that's sensible and sober-minded, right? Being sober-minded is really important. We are called in the New Testament to be people that are sober-minded. Let's, let's make sure we do that in the way we engage in social media. Let's not do anything that would cause people to question our love of Jesus. And let's not do anything that misrepresents him or potentially jeopardizes our opportunity to share the gospel with others down the road. Thank you, friends, for listening to this episode of the podcast. I hope it's helpful. hope it's a source of encouragement and maybe even a source of rebuke if that's necessary. I just challenge everyone, please, just take a moment, prayerfully, humbly, and objectively ask yourself, how can I use my social media presence to shout and shine the love of Jesus? Let's go do that. Hey, if you have any questions about anything I've said herein, uh, in this episode or any episode, I'd love to hear from you. Or if you have a question or a follow-up to anything I've said here, or if you just want to talk to me about anything at all, even if it's completely unrelated to COVID-19, that's fine too. I'd love to hear from you. Please shoot me an email or a tweet. I'd love to connect with you. My email address is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. And my Twitter handle is at Kenneth Ortiz. I look forward to hearing from you guys. Love you very much. God bless.